like she clearly knew Kanal would have to be removed from the premises because he was just like he was just too far gone. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to yet another episode of the I May Regret This Podcast. I am your host, Kanal Bargotra, joined by my co-host, Daniel Hackinen. What's up? I also, think I should actually teach you my last name. No, that's okay. Also in the studio, we have, as always, yes. our audiovisual intern, Craig. And we have yet another guest in the studio with us today. Um, today's guest is a man that I guess I kind of know a little more than the average Joe. Uh, I'll, I'll try and paint a picture, actually. Think about your typical personality diversified friend group. Uh, you have your typical quiet guy who's a bit more studious and reserved. You have that one friend who just needs a little alcohol in him to make a potentially dangerously stupid decision that may or may not put his body in the worst position ever. You have that businessy entrepreneur type of friend who may also be a stock obsessed jackass. And uh, I mean, you put all of that together and you might just be looking at our guest today. Many of you uh, know him as Singularity Prosperity or Futurology, and some of you may even know him as the guy who always has an alien at the party. However, I know him as, as having an origin story, origin story, excuse me, which starts from the exact same ball sack as my origin story. So without further ado, I'd like to officially welcome my brother, Encore Bergotron, to the show. Encore, welcome. I don't know how to live up to that intro. I don't think anyone can. <laughs> no one does. No one ever will. <laughs> um... So the way we do things, Encore, pretty much, is we bring on a guest. Uh, we have a topic or a theme that we try to focus on for the episode, and we try and tailor that uh, to our guest. Um, and I actually have no idea what that is. So, Daniel, do you mind uh, Do you mind filling us in? And what of course. Is? Of course I don't mind. Boys, none of us are perfect. As much as we try to make thoughtful and rational decisions, we are often overcome by emotions and given to indulgences. There are bound to be countless risks you take in your life where you look back and think, Wow, that could have ended really badly. But every once in a while, one of those actions results in the worst case scenario for you. And in the case of our esteemed guest, Mr. Ankur Bargotra, that came as a broken collarbone after attempting to crowd surf club in Waterloo. So today, we're here to talk about the questionable decisions we make and what has resulted from that. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, I think that we have a very easy segue here. I think you already mentioned the collarbone there, or I just heard things. Regardless. No, um, I definitely message it. Okay. By message, oh. I mean mention. M- m- okay, let's just, let's I'm just... actually having a stroke on second. <laughs> um, Encore, do you mind uh, fill, filling us in on what that collarbone situation is? What happened there? Oh, uh, well, I was at a club. I had a bit to drink on St. Patty's Day. <laughs> and uh, St. Patty's Day in Waterloo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'd had successful endeavors in crowd surfing in the past, albeit that was at uh, house parties. Right. And for some reason, I got the great idea of crowd surfing in a club with people I didn't know. And I guess, uh, as, as you've all mentioned, the outcome of that situation <laughs> was and quite I guess, devastating. <laughs> I guess I'm just trying to recap in my brain because, you know, maybe in a very small packed room, that might be a good idea. But what, what time was it when we were at the club? I think it was relatively early, right? So there was maybe, what, like two people there? Uh I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. It was uh, we, were putting, we were drinking a lot. We were drinking a lot, and also, I think a big stimulus for why it happened was like once we got it. I usually like whenever I go to a club, I bring enough money for like two drinks, so like fourteen bucks in club terms. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. 
that night at the bar, like shots are three bucks. So at fourteen dollars, yeah. went a bit farther than I had uh, anticipated. Yeah, those <laughs> prices were absolutely ridiculous, but. Um, it didn't inspire anyone enough to try and crowd surf. So, so walk me through, walk me through the mindset there. When you see that we're at the club pretty early, not too many people. I do believe there were a couple of our friends in your ear trying to tell you not to do it. Walk me through. Um, it's really that that mental path that led you to ultimately crowd surfing. Well, actually, I just want to put in and say you guys are probably dating because it's St. Patty's and then like you like so you're drinking throughout so the day, that day was actually the day before the official St. Patty's day so that was the day okay that we so there's no excuse to, okay yeah 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 we got yeah we got <laughs> we were literally driving all day and then got to the Airbnb settled in for a couple hours and then went out <laughs> okay. so there was no excuse like that yeah <laughs> that's how the weekend started off <laughs> yeah so he missed like, like he was inside like for actual St. Patty's he missed the whole day wow but yeah, so yeah, let's let's get back to that mental map of, of how that worked out in your head. Uh, so I remember, I don't know what was happening. I think I was just bouncing from place to place in the club because like our whole friend group was spread out in between it. Uh, and then I guess after a few shots, I remember I was already getting pretty dazed and I, there was this little ledge at the club where everyone was dancing on top of. So like I went up there and then like, you know, we had a couple of friends up there like Sid, Eric, and Parikh and like a bunch of other people. And that ledge like... High key, no one should have been up there. Like it was so small. It was it wasn't even like a stage. It was just like a small ledge everyone was dancing on. And then I went up there and like I saw the club was like pretty packed. And I remember my memory's a bit fuzzy because I'm pretty sure I was blacking out around this point too. In fact I did, but I'll get to that in a second. But like I was up there and I saw everyone below and I'm like, you know, crowd surfing would be a memorable experience. If successful, I'd remember it for a long time, and people would talk about it for a long time. So <laughs> well, I kind of either, like, way, either way, people are going to talk about yeah. it for a long time. So, like, first, first, like, I, as I typically do, I told, like, Sid and Eric, or, like, the people I knew around me, like, hey, man, I'm going to crowd surf. And then I immediately, I don't know what Eric and Parikh said, but I know Sid said, no, don't do it. And then... For the record, I just want to quickly throw out, I was not present when this happened during the whole consultation. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, so yeah, then, uh, I started asking random mans below, like if they wanted to support me while I'm crowd surfing and I don't really remember a lot of their answers, but I remember there were like a lot of like, yeah, man. Okay. Like it was like, you know, those half assed okay. <laughs> Yeah. Like complacent. <laughs> like I, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Uh, and then I remember once again, I went up and I told Sid and he again shook his head. And after, at that point, like I blacked out, like the next thing I knew I was on the corner with Parik beside me and a bouncer giving me ice on my my arm. So like I'm all I remember is looking back at said him saying no and then the next thing I know I have like ice on my shoulder in the corner. And uh the whole time like that was happening, Kanal was directly in front of me talking to a ting. And <laughs> Parik Parik looks at me and he's like, yo, should we say something? And I'm like, I shook my head and I said no. And then he called me an Uber and sent me home. <laughs> okay, so for a couple things there. Um I did not see any of this. Had I been there, obviously, the situation... I don't think you wanted to see any of it. Uh, Right, well... (laughs) Jesus. Well, (laughs) I mean, prior. Prior to the actual decision being made, I definitely could have shut that down, but I wasn't there because I was busy. I was busy, but... Yeah, busy. the the, The way the situation was explained to me, 
um, by Parikh later that night. <laughs> and so this is this has been interesting, and I really want to get to the bottom of this because the way I heard it that night was Parikh comes up to me later in the club. He's like, yeah, bro, Uncle had to go home. Like, he uh, he broke his... Oh, no, no, actually, he told me this as we were leaving. Yeah, as we were leaving and getting into that over, he was like, he comes up to me, he's like, yeah, by the way, like, Uncle's not here because, like, he had to go home. Um, like, he tried to crowd surf and, like, some shit happened. Like, he, he just... All I knew is that there was a devastating situation that transpired. I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I was like, why didn't anyone tell me? He was like, well, like, um, I was I was uh, with him, like, while we were, like, trying to figure out what to do. And I saw that you were talking to a girl. So I was like, nah, Uncle, we shouldn't bother him with it. I was like, oh, shit, Parikh, thank you so much. Like, that's actually such a bro move. But then I get I get back to the house and, like, we start talking about the situation a couple days later. Like, once this is all cooled down, and Uncle's like, wait, what? No, that's not true. I'm the one who said that. And I still have not been able to figure out who the who the real bro was in that situation but Parikh has remained firm that it was him and uncle remained firm that it was it was him wow what an interesting time <laughs> right it's just an interesting little side story that's come out of this um but regardless getting back to your whole situation so what was the what was the aftermath what was the fallout of that decision and ultimately do you regret it would you have done it again will you do it again if you get the opportunity well yeah the aftermath was i broke my collarbone and i missed out on saint patty's the next day and uh, in regards to me crowd surfing again in a place like that or doing anything overly hectic at uh, parties or clubs, I think it depends. Like also, like on the presentation I made about crowd surfing, it depends. It definitely depends on the people you're around and like the environment that you're in. So like, if I'm at a house party and like it's all the boys we know, yeah, maybe you know I'm, uh, we might do some hectic stuff where I might crowd surf again in the future. But if it's like at a club or you're at a place with a lot of individuals you don't know and wouldn't support you, then definitely not. Like, I know, like, I think the outlier was, like, the past two times I had successfully crowd surfed. It was, like, I, I always had someone who said they'd grab me no matter what. Like, once it was Sorosh and the other time it was Jamie. So, like, I knew, like, I wouldn't fall or break some shit. But, like, that time, like, I just... This is a, is a true passion of... You literally broke your collarbone and we're out of... <laughs> and you're still, like... Yeah, like, I'd probably still do it, just but it's on the right setting. <laughs> and by so the way, Uncle referenced a, a presentation that he gave to uh, all of our friend groups on um, the techniques and what the, the, the do's and the don'ts of crowd surfing. So maybe surfing. maybe we can link that in uh, some sort of description somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and we'll, we'll have to attach a note to encourage everyone to never, ever attempt what he did. Yeah, of course. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, going back to the whole house party situation, it sounds like that's relative to your comfort zone. So I don't imagine that you've ever sustained any type of injury at a house party, especially not a week before this whole collarbone situation, right? No, it doesn't ring any bells. Oh, really? Because I think I remember something with a knee. <laughs> so I don't mind diving into that. Well, that wasn't my fault, first of all. That whole oh, God, situation that transpired there. Why Pretty don't you much. walk us through it from the very start? Well, so I brought my speakers to Sid and Rohan's like joint birthday party at westwood and as everyone knows that sh shit gets pretty wild all those parties so i had like my speakers there and I, 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 this had happened after a certain point where i think parit got a bit too drunk and spilled champagne all over the top of my receiver so like so like already like i was kind of worried at the party because like i knew like i was putting the speakers in a hectic situation because we didn't have anything to actually cover them and then once it spilled on the receiver i'm like i right, it's time to shut this shit down and it was already like I think it was like 1-ish or 12.30-ish. So I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe the party could still go, but I didn't want my speakers involved anymore. Hold so on, hold I, on. I'm sorry, I have to jump in. 
was your mindset really maybe the party could still go? Where were you really in terms of what you? Wanted oh, I just want to. I just wanted. I don't care about the party or anything. I just wanted my speakers out of there. So, my main situation was, I guess, turning it off. So I took the remote and then quickly turned it off, hoping no one would see. But I guess Sid had witnessed the whole thing from the corner of his eye and just immediately turned it back on. So at that point, I got kind of cheesed. So like, I don't know how drunk I was at this point, but like, I started going around and kicking people out. So, like, at first it was randoms, and I was like, hey, man, you got to go, the party's over. And then, like, I started going up to people we actually knew, because I guess, like, I wasn't even coherent of it. I was just trying to kick people out. So I go up to, like, Jamie, and I'm like, hey, man, the party's over. You got to go. And he looks at me, and he's like, but you know me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, you could stay. Mind you, <laughs> he's trying to kick people out of a party that is not his and not even at his fucking house. And he's starting to kick people out. <laughs> well, I, the main thing was protecting the speakers at that point. Like, I don't want that shit to get, like, more fried than it might have already been from the champagne. And that receiver actually did end up breaking, so I had to get a new one <laughs> because of all the damage from it. Uh, but, yeah, so then after that, I turned around and started making my way to the kitchen. But there was this wire going from the living room to the kitchen. So as I was like, and I was like adamantly walking, like, you know, like those hectic steps when you're about to do some hectic shit. So as I was going to the kitchen, like the wire, I guess, I don't really know what happened. Like one minute I was walking, the next I was on the ground. But as I fell, I guess I tripped on the wire. Like my ankle rotated towards the staircase that was adjacent or I guess parallel to the kitchen. So like my body fell one way and my leg fell the other. And then, oh, uh, yeah, I kind what, of. Was I even there for that? I don't even remember that. I think um, you were. I think I, I feel like I was away for both of these. I wasn't you definitely weren't there for St. Patty's. But I think you were there for that. It's insane, by the way, that this literally happened like in back-to-back -back weekends. Yeah, so <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, like, it definitely hurt like crazy. And then the next morning, like, it still hurt and I couldn't put any weight on it. So I went to the hospital and then the next day with my mom. And then luckily, like, after uh, they did x-rays and stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, it's light. It's just a MCL sprain. So, like, one of the ligaments in your bone. And it was like a level two sprain so it wasn't even hectic it was like it would just heal with time so they gave me like some crutches and literally i think two weeks later i was back to normal like able to put weight on the foot and then oh. the fucking the collarbone incident happened literally as soon as i started feeling oh, better yeah. about the foot yeah no it's, it's so like come back to me. i remember after like the collarbone injury when i was at the hospital i kept thinking it was light like i thought i just sprained my um uh shoulder ligament i forgot what it's called there's like a muscle up there that like holds your shoulder so I thought I just sprained that because I'm like, I was worrying about breaking my ankle and I, or breaking my yeah, um, it was just a little too. It was some light shit. Oh, so I'm like, nothing. all right, yeah, it's probably light. And then like the doctor after the X-rays, like I waited like 30 minutes, and the doctor comes with my uh, collarbone X-rays and he's like, oh boy, you got to see this. And I'm like, the worst doctor GG. ever. <laughs> Horrible presentation. So, oh man, you got to see this, dude. You're fucked, dude. You're like the whole time. The whole time I was like, it's light, it's light. And then he's like, yeah. This shit's not light. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, hearkening back. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to say that uh, I think this event was pretty important for all of us because sort of like the, the theme I introduced in the beginning of the episode, like, we have all made very dumb decisions. Like, I'm not going to personally say I made a decision like that risky, but I think that, like, especially in the environment, like the school environment, like, we we're a part of like uh there's a lot of like uh dumb shit that happened especially when you have uh you know a certain amount of drinks in you like those ideas start to seem not as bad in the moment yeah. but i think it was like it was a good lesson for all of us to be like 
You know, every once in a while, like, it really does get terrible. Honestly, <laughs> I'm actually so much more cognizant of, like, issues where we're getting overly hectic. Like, uh, one instance is um, uh, Homecoming this of this year when everyone was jumping off the tables, like, Rohan at oh, night. Oh, God, yeah. Or, oh, wow. I wasn't like there that. for that either. Yeah, I but... I just, like, I feel, like, all these stories, I just miss out on crazy <laughs> <things>. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, everyone was doing hectic shit at uh, Homecoming, and I'm like, oh, boy. Like, I had, like, some form of PTSD from my past experiences. <laughs> your shoulder like, shoulders no hurting. No matter how drunk I am now, there's always something in the back of my mind. Like, I'd still do something hectic, but it has to be, like, the risk-reward ratio has to be correct for me to actually do it. <laughs> I guess it, it's funny that your reward, your reward for crowd surfing, the way, the, the way you cherish it, it's high enough for you to actually still... I think, it. honestly, it's... I think it's because the first time I crowd surfed, I started talking to a ting. I went on a date with a ting because I crowd surfed. Like, she's like, oh, wow, you crowd surfed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God, I, I never knew this. And now yeah, it I all did. makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. And that was the same night, I think. Yeah, that was the same night uh, Sarosh and, uh, got punched and broke his nose and that other guy broke his jaw. Oh, this yeah. This is all was... delightful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know that when Uncle fucked up his knee, the way I found out was I was having a casual conversation in the kitchen and someone comes up to me and they're like, oh, hey, is that your brother? And I turn around and he's literally like fucking Patrick Starfish <laughs> spread flat on the ground. <laughs> and I walk up, I'm like, what happened? He's like, call an ambulance. I fell down the <laughs> stairs. Now, let me tell you why this makes no sense. He's telling me he fell down the stairs while lying down at the top of the stairs. <laughs> Dude, so I don't I, know what happened. I'm trying to understand, first of all, if I should really waste a 911 call on a guy who's saying he fell down the like, did he fall down the <laughs> stairs, crawl up, lay down, and call for help? Like, I have no idea what truly happened. He's like, no, like, I fell down the stairs and I broke my leg. I can't move. I was like, okay. Jesus, fine. All right. I'll call, I'll call 911. We get an ambulance over. I, I'm waiting outside for the ambulance they come out i'm like yeah he's just over here on the floor i'm like kind of escorting them through a party like a fucking weirdo i go there and encore is nowhere to be seen he's no the guy who was complaining about not being able to move is no longer at the top of the stairs and i look downstairs and he's just chilling at the bottom step of the basement and now he's downstairs so then when i walk him down and these fucking i'm not even gonna say doctors because i'm actually quite positive that we are being pranked by whoever these two gentlemen were these these individuals we're trying to make him walk up like one step at a time by, and applying as much pressure as possible. <laughs> like it was the worst thing I think I have ever seen in my life. And then they walk so, up. Was, sorry. Like in, a, in an effort to heal him, they're saying, oh, you need to apply. Correct. Correct. And then they come upstairs and, and then I'm like, hey, so like, what'd you guys find out? They're like, yeah, honestly, we're not too sure. Just like take some ice and tell him to like put this on for like a couple minutes. I'm like, I, there's no way I just called 911 for this. Like, there's there's no way I called 911 to witness what I just witnessed and then get this advice, which I was already planning to do. And then there's a whole situation with him just I, – I literally go into the kitchen to get the ice ice pack out of the freezer. I, he was on a chair, on a chair in the living room with the party still going on. I'm like, don't move. I'm just getting ice. I come back into the living room. The chair is still sitting there, and he's gone. And it took me literally over an hour to find out that he locked himself in the washroom and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a, that was a wild night. <laughs> so that oh, was yeah. my night. Yeah, wait, when when was that? Was that the? That's still the same night that he fucked up his knee at a Sin Rohan's <laughs> uh, birthday party. 
Like that guy go broke his leg. He's literally doing all this weird adventure for like the 30 seconds that I leave the room every time. <laughs> oh, and you're just a witness to this, this every time. Yeah, and it's like now before we go out, it's like it's it's so ass backwards. Like my parents are coming up to me, and they're like, "Please keep an eye on him." I'm like, "This is no, <laughs> you know what? No, there's no way. This is this is these should be the rules." I just had two unfortunate experiences back to back, but I've been good otherwise at parties. I don't think it's happened in the past. Hopefully, it doesn't happen in the future. Yeah, well, there's always time for something. Daniel, you got to be at one of these. Maybe that's what I think. Daniel's yeah. been at the rest. Maybe I, hold, maybe... maybe I hold you down, man. Maybe I'll hold everyone down. That's what, uh, <laughs> I think. That's I do remember once I held you up once you got a concussion <laughs> while trying to climb a fence. Six. Oh God! Wait, what? We'll try to climb a fence? Don't you? Or I don't know what you were doing. You were trying to climb a fence or like jump on top of a tree, and then you fell and hit your head, and you thought you were in yeah, like kindergarten. Okay. Yeah, I actually thought of this. <laughs> <laughs> And then like we're like, yo, Daniel, Daniel, what uh, what grade are you in? What grade are you in? And you're like, uh, I'm in kindergarten. <laughs> okay, let me, let me explain what happened here, because I definitely thought of I, uh, this needs to be brought up when we thought of this theme. Okay, so here's what happens, and this is one of the times where I was saying to, looking back, um, nothing really <laughs> happened bad for me, uh, so I have to be thankful for that. But it easily could have, so that's why I'm a little sympathetic to you as well. So. Here's what it is. Set up. We're walking home from a party because the, I don't know, the party sucks or whatever, but I'm still kind of drunk. And I always get this. I always feel like overly athletic when I'm drunk and I want to, <laughs> I want to jump and touch the sign. I want to go like, like dunk on something. I want to play basketball. I want to like whatever. And in this particular scenario, I wanted to jump on a tree and like swing off of it, like Tarzan or something. <laughs> so, so I go up to this tree and I and I jump and I grab it perfectly fine, but the thing just snaps completely and I fall um, like completely backwards and land not head first, but my head like smacks like right against oh. the concrete. And um, like I didn't, it was really fuzzy at the time, but looking back, like I definitely blacked out for a few seconds. And I think uh, Scott, who was there at the time, like I sort of just remember kind of like, just lying there uh like sort of sitting upward lying down and they're talking to me and i don't really what happened no remember what happened in between so i'm sure for those seconds i blacked out i think scott was telling me that like my eyes were like rolled to the back of my head or oh something and I, I was like trying to get up or something it, it, might like, have, it definitely was happening definitely was like a minor concussion or something well i went and got checked out and it was completely nothing after so <laughs> oh I, yeah they said really that lucky about that they said the same thing for me, like after the collarbone, like when I, w I went to the doctor, they also checked for a concussion. And then he said like, it wasn't an actual concussion, but it was definitely like, it was definitely enough to move the brain fluid. So like a minor concussion, Oh yeah. And they wouldn't even classify it under a concussion. But like the fact that we blacked out, we both blacked out for a bit means like definitely the head. Yeah, something fucked up happened. Definitely well, I got checked after and I was fine, so... Yeah, like I said, like they said, something. But anyways, I, I want to explain what happened after that because <laughs> here's what happened: is that in my head, I don't really remember the fact that I smacked my head super hard. I'm just thinking that, like, I kind of fell and I'm just really drunk, and so I'm just thinking <laughs> I'm really drunk, right? And all you guys are asking questions, like, so concerned about me, and I didn't, re I don't really get it. So I'm fucking with you guys. Like, you guys are going, like, oh, like, how many fingers am I holding up, like? Oh, what grade are you in? And I'm like, oh my god, these guys think I'm stupid. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm, I'm in the ninth grade. I'm in the <laughs> like, I was pretending to be shit. stupid. No, like, I know, <laughs> I know. After a, I know after a while, like you started joking around about it, but like for the initial, like initially, once that happened, and you gave the response, were like, oh fuck, 
No, there's no way I said I wasn't connected. Because I remember from like the time I was getting up, and and uh, then like and you guys were carrying me too after that. And oh, I yeah, I thinking, remember. Like I I just remember thinking that like before I fell, I was at like you know level seven drunk or something. Like I was pretty drunk, and then like all of a sudden I was at like a ten drunk. I just felt like super drunk, but really it was because I fucked up my head. And so you guys are like half carrying me, and I'm just going like woo woo, <laughs> like, super wacky and shit. And um, yeah, I don't get why everyone's like so concerned. I'm like, wow, what's wrong with these guys? And then, um, uh, you know, they, <laughs> I think Sid put me to bed, and he was just like, I just I remember, remember like me like kind of being like uh, all wacky and stuff, like uh, still thinking everything's funny. And then he just looks at me, and he's just like. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what? what happened? And then the next day I realized, I'm like, oh, shit. That was actually pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, happened. And then I think I got like an x-ray or something. Uh, I booked an x-ray the next day. Wait, so Second is that? And that was is, that. Is that the one that you were planning on sharing today? Like, did Uncle just kind of pull that out of thin air and that was the one? Yeah. Well, there was two, actually, I thought of. What was the other one? That, that was definitely one of them. The other That's one was, again, the same setup is that we're walking away from a party that got shut down or something, and I'm feeling kind of drunk, and I'm like, you know what? I want to jump over shit. I want to do crazy stuff. So then um, there's like a basketball net uh, on the oh street that we're all walking by, and it's kind of cool right now because everyone, the party got shut down, so everyone's outside kind of walking away, dispersing. We're all kind of walking home. So it's like, it's almost like a a small like party just on the street for a little bit while everyone's leaving <laughs> so like i go and i like i find like a pine cone on the ground or something and i lob it up to myself and i dunked it on this net <laughs> and i was feeling like super cool and i was like yeah and then i was running around and um i don't know what i was thinking like i think i wanted <laughs> to jump over some bushes <laughs> oh boy instead, like i i just jumped and I was like, okay, like I didn't jump properly enough to jump over the bushes. I guess I'm just gonna like cannonball into these bushes now. <laughs> so, so I just fully like cannonball into this bush, uh, like which is just someone's home, by the way. Like I totally fucked up. <laughs> Looking back, so if you somehow seem to be listening, um, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, it turns out the next day, I I wake up. And that was just it, by the way. I just like I just fell in the bush and there's branches everywhere. And I was like, oh, whatever. And I ran away back to the back to our friend groups and then we just went home. And the next day I realized, oh, that was a thorn bush. And there's thorns like oh, all over my hands God. and like on my chest. Jeez. <laughs> and you went to bed with that too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, so the next day, uh, I don't remember why i think it was just we were just hanging out or something i went to like a friend's house and dempsey was there actually uh and <laughs> i think i at like he i trusted his um you know his surgical still skills because he was you know into dentistry and stuff and uh so he had some like pliers or not pliers but uh what are they called tweezers mm. and he was just like <laughs> pick it just got tweezers was like i was like man can you pick these needles out of my chest <laughs> in my hand so yeah, he just started picking them out, and then um, I can't remember what happened, but I think I went to some sort of like on-campus nurse, and she had to get her own uh, tweezers and just pick them out of my hands. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. so it's crowd surfing for me and jumping over shrubbery for you. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. or just jumping in general. <laughs> yeah, just being athletic. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Sure I define those instances as athletic. Attempting to be athletic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Oh uh, well. So that just leaves that just leaves it down to you, Canal. Yeah. There's a know. reason I'm silent, and it's because I. Have I already I already know the story for Canal. Wait, oh, really? Because I it's, I don't think. It's the night we lost him at uh the bar. Uh, okay, perfect. West End. That's the, only, that's the only one that I could think of where I have a major regret of the many decisions that were made throughout that night. What? I don't remember this. Wait, I wait. Daniel had to have been there for this one, right? I think oh, he was. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were. Okay, I'll start explaining. I'll start explaining. So basically, it was early last year while we were living at the Westwood house. It was definitely no. It was it's probably like October, November. It was first semester, and I just had again. This is when I took school way too seriously, um, and I had the worst part about the story is the end. But I I had a midterm that I felt went horribly, like a math midterm that I thought was absolute dog shit. Like I thought it was so prepared, and walking out of it, I was convinced that a best case scenario was like I got a forty percent. Um, and so like, I don't, and I'm happy that this happened because ever since then I've started caring much less, like I still care about my grades, but I don't take it this personally anymore because of this situation. But like, I get home and I'm down as fuck. Um, cause I got back home probably like around like nine ish. I think it's when that midterm ended probably around nine, nine thirty. Um, and my plan was, I had, I think I knew that we might've been going up, but my plan was like, I'm just going to bail tonight and kind of be sad, maybe order some food be depressed, eat and go to bed. Um, And so as I'm sitting in my room, I think Encore uh, had gotten there at that point and Sid was there. And obviously I was not really being given much of an option to stay at home. And um, I was almost borderline required to come out at that point. So I said, okay, whatever, fuck it. I'm just going to drink to forget tonight. Horrible mindset, horrible attitude for just a midterm. I definitely um, knew he was doing that because like there was a point when we were all outside and there was like maybe one other person inside in the kitchen. Real. I turn over, look through the screen door and he was drink. He's chugging by himself. Like, <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, I, I have the snaps to back it. I put it in the show resources. <laughs> I know there are people with me. I know there are people with me. I because I know it was either it was one of the I hate to say it, but it was one of the tall white guys. It was either Keith, Daniel, or Eric that was with me, trying to convince me to take a shot with him, and I did it. So I know someone was with me, but I'll get to that. Whatever you got to tell yourself. Also, from this night, I could no longer drink green apple vodka, um, raspberry vodka. And I think one other flavor, be, all because of this night. So this this was a scarring night. <laughs> a lot's already happened, but um, yeah. So pretty much, I was like, all right, whatever, fuck it. I got. I just changed my clothes because I didn't want to have my clothes a failure on me, is the way I thought of it. <laughs> so I changed my clothes, got ready for the night, and then everyone obviously start our pre's are pretty much the most insane pre's you'll ever go to. So the music's already blasting, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'll just crack open a beer and then finish that and i see encore starts pulling out his vodka way earlier than i expected so i was like all right fuck it match bitch so i bring mine out and i i started drinking a little too quickly and um i really at the time enjoyed the taste of green apple vodka so i was like okay fuck it like i honestly don't even need change for this like i can just start drinking this straight so i started doing that and taking shots back and forth and i i made a very rookie mistake of oh dude i've drank so much and i literally feel nothing like i know i have high tolerance but i've clearly become a tank so i i pushed myself like i made i gave myself like a mamba mentality challenge to just continue <laughs> to drink until i actually felt something um and so then situations like what Uncle just referred to, but kind of falsified the story a bit where I was alone with just like Keith or Eric or, or you. Um, and you guys were like, oh, come on, like, come on, just take another shot. I was like, all right, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I still feel nothing. Um, and so we get, we're getting ready to go out to a bar. Um, and I think, I think this is where Sid started to notice that something was wrong because him and I decided to walk together. Um, 
and I didn't realize this until he told me the day after, but apparently we were walking and I was, I already kind of don't remember this part, but I was supposedly being like way too loud for a conversation with a guy that was right next to me. Like I was like yelling, like, bro, like the impact you've had on our program. Like, that's what I need to do. Like, that's what I need to be because obviously all I'm thinking about is the fact that I just possibly failed a midterm. Um, so I'm like, bro, like I gotta do that. But like, I just don't know if I'm cut out for it. Apparently like, I was like yelling. And so it all hits me like a wave when we actually get to the front step of the bar, which I don't remember how we got there because like, to me, like we had walked 30 seconds and we were there. Um, Sorry, this so, is happening at our house before. Sorry. Yeah, this the what his drinking was at the house, and this is him them uh everyone walking. Yeah. From, yeah. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, the drinking walking was all at the, the pre bar, or yeah, yeah, the the drinking was all at the pre. So, so we get to the uh, the front step, and she's like, "Hey, can I can I see some ID?" So Sid, like a normal person, pulls it out, gives it to her, and then like that, they finish their entire exchange, and I'm still struggling to like open like the other flap of my wallet to get my license out, and like I'm st- like. The struggle to get my fingers into the pocket where my driver's license is, like, I don't think I've ever done anything more challenging in my life. I could not manage to do it. And, like, all I hear is the uh, the lady go, oh, boy, is he going to be okay? And so he's like, yeah, no worries. He's fine. I'll, I'll take care of him. Don't worry. I got my eye on him. And Sid paid the price for that later, but I'll get to that point. Um, so eventually I finally get it out. Um, she gives it back to me with caution and lets me in. Um and so we're hanging out and everyone's already there, which this also confuses me because to me, Sen and I were ahead of everyone and we like fucking speed walked oh, there with how quickly guys, we got there. You guys were way behind. Interesting. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're at like a, we're at like a big, like round table, I think. Right. I it was think. at the back. Yeah. It was at the back. Yeah. It was, yeah. It wasn't really a round table, but yeah. Uh, actually, okay. I guess it was. It I know, I know that we're around, definitely we were a all big around table. each other. It's like a booth, right? So and then I remember, I remember that night too. I was like buying pitchers and fries for everyone because I knew oh, insurance. Re- I knew insurance would reimburse us because that's uh, after the fire happened, so insurance was covering all our food and oh, stuff God. for a while. Oh. <laughs> also, I don't remember. I, you know, maybe I shouldn't have revealed insurance fraud on the podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, note that down at uh, <laughs> 34.50. Edit out the insurance um, So uh, I know that it's definitely like a big like booth type table where like you got a bunch of people beside you and then a bunch of people across from you. And so the first beer gets put out in front of me and I, I, I stare at it for a while. I don't care about the conversations that are happening around me. I'm staring at this beer, feeling very uneasy about it. About the idea of taking that first sip and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Like you're, you're thinking too much. You're thinking too much. I take literally like a tiny like very like cautious sip to see if i can take it and as soon as i feel like it hit my tongue i was like yo everyone needs to move right now everyone needs to move right now i need to go <laughs> oh i remember yeah we all had to shuffle out i, was, I think yes. i do remember oh, that yeah yeah and i was I, I like i'm trying not to express my panic but i'm like it's definitely coming back up not the beer but everything from the past seven hours i just thought my failure we all just thought like he must have done a good job of fighting because we just thought he had to go to the washroom or some shit no i was like i knew he was out. fried but like he didn't seem like the throw up type of fried no uh, like i was i was panicking because i was i was genuine like i don't even know how i fought it getting downstairs because at that point as soon as i took that sip it just tasted so disgusting and alcoholic <laughs> But somehow, and this is the part where things start to get fuzzy, but I make it down. And I, I do remember being in a dilemma, and Encore can speak a bit more to this. I remember being in a dilemma because I think the, the men's washroom was taken. And so in my mind, I waited and I either took the men's or women's <laughs> washroom. Um, nope. But according to, where where did I go? So like, 
from my perspective, it had been like 15 minutes. It had been 15 minutes and like Kanal was still nowhere to be found. And at that point, I was starting to freak out a bit because I'm like, man, this is the first time like Kanal's finally chilling with our friends and this man's already fucking blacked out walking somewhere. <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, just a note on that. I think that Kanal, like he, I had seen him around and uh, you and Sid had obviously talked about him being your brother, but like I've never actually hung out with him in a, in like a public setting before yeah so that was and that was that so and this I'm, is the first night and then i'm like yeah this guy's lost like this is a gg ting and then like everyone's checking the washrooms downstairs like men's women we can't find him and so then i'm like man maybe he went home like i'm not trying to stress too much about it because i was trying to enjoy the buzz i had and then out of like some miracle Sid goes down one last time to check and this man opens the door like nothing happened in the employee washroom <laughs> i don't recall this <laughs> And then, like, Sid calls me down, and I see him. And he's, like, acting like not Like, he's just staring into the mirror. Like, I don't even know what he was doing. So he went to the washroom, and he was just staring at himself for God knows how long until we opened that door. I do want to yeah. say real quick about this bar, because I know the bar we're talking about. It is it is unfortunate for them that they put the employee washroom as soon as you walk down the stairs, and you have to walk to the side to get to the, yeah. the women. So this is a place where, like drunk engineering students go to relieve themselves so i don't think a lot of them follow the rules and definitely uh i will say a personal experience if there was no uh paper towel to dry your hands in the men's washroom everyone was going to the employee washroom and like running their running their paper towel out of stock so, Wait, so it is on them in effect it was just the employee washroom is like a separate thing it was literally yeah. a separate room yeah it's like it's i own thought room. it was i thought it was a stall just like next to no, it's like its own like toilet and everything. Like yeah. literally, its own what? room that that is lockable it has its own sink and, and toilet and stuff. Don't recall. Anyways, I do remember. Like, I just remember out of nowhere hearing like Sid's voice. So I was like, "Oh shit, people I know, not a toilet seat." So I remember turning on, going, "Hey!" And that's the only part about <laughs> that interaction that I remember. Um, um, I, I I hear like a bouncer or something, or like a, a, a bartender, I think. And, and yeah, yeah, and that's what I was. So I had come down, and then at that point, Kunal was making such commotion that the bartender from upstairs, she came down. And I think, I'm not sure, I don't know who it was. It might have been the same person who ID'd them, or it might not have, I don't know, because I wasn't there for when they got into the bar. But, like, she clearly knew Kunal would have to be removed from the premises, because he was just, like, he was just too far gone. So then, like, Sid offered to take Kunal home, and I'm like, all right, great, so let's do that. Let's go upstairs, and Sid will go home. All right, so at this point, I'm not going to let Kanal explain it because he was he's way too drunk and he downplays how drunk he was at this moment. <laughs> so, like, we're I'm like, all right, cool. Sid's offered to take him home. I was pretty happy about that because clearly I was trying to enjoy my night. Like, if I had to take Kanal home, I definitely would have. But, like, Sid had automatically offered it. I think he wasn't really in the mood to turn up anyway that night. So I'm like, all right, cool. And so, like, I'm like, all right, everyone's leaving. Let's go. And Kanal was just standing at the foot of the stairs, not moving. And he said, no. he said... I don't know how to walk. <laughs> no way! And then, and then, Wait, at the bottom of the stairs outside? or uh, Downstairs, like, at the where the washrooms are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they just even get up to the main floor to leave. And, like, the bouncer was, like, staring at him. Sid was staring at him. I was all the way up the stairs staring at him. And then, so, what Kanal does is, Sid's like, all right, walk with me. So, Kanal goes up the stairs, and each step, he's like, one. He's out loud <laughs> saying the number of steps he's going up. Two. Three. I, actually, I do remember this part and the thought process you there into a toddler no 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 the thought process there was very high iq actually for, for, in my opinion Clearly i was not. trying to convince 
that if I could show that I'm basically walking up on my own while counting, I'm showing that I can still count, multitask, and I'm definitely sober enough to stay. <laughs> You're definitely multitasking, that's for sure. And then, so at this point, I don't know what happened. I just recall from what Sid said. Once they got outside, oh, yeah. Kanal started tipping over and dragging Sid yep, down with him. Yep, no worries. I can, explain, to take him home. I can explain the first-person view of that. I have never experienced the level of dizziness and 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 disarray that I experienced as soon as I got that first breath of fresh air and walked outside that bar. I know that Sid was there. He, he was definitely trying. I think there was an Uber across the street that we had to just that was the last mission for the night. Just make our way to that Uber. And and while I'm walking, I feel myself like start to like angle a bit because the entire universe is constantly bouncing up and down to the to the extreme right. And it's giving me motion sickness because I feel like I'm walking, but I also feel like I need to angle and move upwards up this incline that the universe is shifting for for me to walk on. Like it, it was it was the worst experience ever. So I start kind of angling my body towards the left and it's like oh, oh easy there buddy and hearing that for some reason confused me i was like oh god i'm doing something wrong okay extreme left extreme left and i just i i <laughs> basically shift my entire body weight onto him and we crash like hard he could not support my body he... wait, wait was this on the stairs no this was, was uh, he... on the street <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i was like oh man you guys actually fell down the stairs yeah no okay, we so just fell onto you hard. guys like toppled over onto each other yeah no well not onto each other i straight up toppled over onto him and then onto concrete <laughs> okay. and he got the worst of it um and so he picks me up and we get into the uber and by the way i was bruised and scarred to shit the next day but oh my god. um um oh god Oh my god, I just remembered another element that I don't think anyone knows. Okay, I'll get to that. So anyways, yeah, the Uber's there. Sid's giving me instructions on how to sleep. Back, like mom. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, okay, yeah, I got it, I got it. And so he tucks me into bed, and then he, I'm pretty sure, goes back to the bar. Um, and so I'm laying down, and the universe, again, is having its way with me, and I really have to throw up. So I get up, and then I go into the washroom to throw up. Oh and as soon as I'm done... <laughs> This is the part I just remembered. I like I backed up a bit, and like our tub is basically the, the toilet I'm facing, and the tub is directly behind me. I take what I thought was a baby step back, and collapse into the tub. My ass fucking creates a wet explosion on impact into the tub, and my head slams into the back wall. Wait, why is it wet? There was water in the tub. I guess so. I guess there was still water <laughs> at the bottom of the tub. Someone had just recently showered or something, and so. My head slams into the back wall. I'm like, oh, oh. Sid. <laughs> like, I start <laughs> screaming for Sid's help. And I'm like, okay, you're on your own. You're on your own. And so I prop my hands up and start to make my way up. And again, like, as soon as I'm making progress, everything just shifts to the left for me. Like, everything turns to the left. My hand flies up and I slam back down and slam my head against the wall again. Oh. At this point, like, I'm so sad and scared that I'm going to either hurt myself really badly and I will not be able to get out of this tub. I'm going to have to sleep in this horrible angle until someone comes home and finds me. Like, I'm really starting to get worried. I'm starting to get depressed at how I've literally lost full functionality of my body and it's betraying everything <laughs> it's I know about it. Control. And the fucking hero that I had, I had no idea he was in the house. I hear a knock on the door and I hear Kanal and I'm like, is someone there, Sid? And he opens a door and it's such an... And this guy, oh. I guess, was downstairs the whole time hearing everything. <laughs> and or, or maybe he was asleep and I woke him up. I was like, dude, please don't remember me like Wait, this. Wait, sorry, are your pants <laughs> off right now? My pants aren't off. No, I was throwing up. I wasn't shitting. 
Oh, but you said yeah. your ass, uh, you know, splashed the water everywhere. You mean like your no, uh, no, no, like, like when I jeans? yeah, I fell. No, so like I was in my shorts, and so like I fell into the tub, and as soon as like I slammed down, water just flew everywhere. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I was so... actually picturing your bare ass. Just <laughs> it looks a lot more pathetic than visual. I'll go ahead and continue to imagine <laughs> it that way then. Fucking sweetheart helps me out of the tub, carries me to my um, carries me to my bed, make sure I'm okay. Um, and then he's like, he, uh, I don't remember exactly what's going on. I'm trying to like force myself to sleep. So this nightmare can be over and a new one can begin. And I just remember him like putting the blanket over me and he brings a garbage can next to me. He's like, yo, you have this next to you in case you need it. I was like, Oh, thank you so much. He closes the door. And that was it. That was to my recollection, the end of the night. But then I saw snaps the next day of everyone when they got home and then sits in my bed and he's like, Oh yeah, you got all drunk. Haha. And everyone's like messing around and talking to me. (laughs) And I'm fully responding. I'm like, I'm drunk and I don't care. And I don't recall any of this. Um, and then the worst part, actually, no, there's two worst parts, really. The first one is that Encore wakes me up at 7 a.m. Like the fucking panicky bitch he is because we need to go home because he wants to be home nice and early to start editing or doing whatever or just sleep. All right. The drives home from Hamilton in the morning when there's no traffic the best. Okay. That's okay. Was the best. <laughs> it was the best for you. For me, again, it was a mission to not throw up. And then the official worst part is that the reason, the catalyst of all this, again, hearkening back to the beginning, was that I thought I did horrible and fucking wasted my life away. And I got a 95 on that midterm and got the highest mark in the class. And <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. And I Were did you all of curved? that. Bell curved? No, like I just looked at what I did and there was really only one question. Like I was way too hard on myself. I'm telling you, like I overthought it too much back then. Like with with midterms and stuff, and like there's really only one question where it all fell apart, and so I just put it put together like some bullshit variables and like tried to like create like a rationale of what I would do had I known what the fuck like I was supposed to work with, and that was enough to get like fifty percent of the marks there, and that's the only question I lost marks. Mm, it's weird flex, but okay. Oh God, I'm just saying, I did all of that because I thought I was a failure, <laughs> and it didn't even matter. That wasn't it wasn't even true. So that I, I'm just picturing the, the professor handing you. No, like congratulations like you you deserve like a real pat on the back for doing such a great job and you're like thank you and in your head you're just picturing your wet ass yeah, <laughs> in exactly. the back of crying I, I'm, I'm i'm imagining myself in the tub alone scared feeling like a failure who can't do math and can't get up and, and this was the reality so a bittersweet ending wow well, there it is maybe that's a perfect way to wrap this up i think so 50 minutes <laughs> Yeah, that was some great stories on his ass in a tub full of water. (laughs) Exactly. We all had our shameful stories. Strangely, that's the way every episode ends. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Weirdly (laughs) weirdly enough, yeah. Looking back on it, it's always about my wet ass. Um, well, uh, Encore, I hope this was fun. Yes, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy futurology schedule to make time for us. Yeah, and uh, allowing us to embarrass you on a public uh, space. Yeah, no worries. I guess we all embarrassed ourselves. (laughs) Uh, As always, we would very much love and encourage any feedback that anyone listening might have for us. Uh, If you know us, you like what we're doing, maybe you like what you heard here, you'd like to talk about my wet ass a little bit more, you'd like to be on the show, (laughs) please do feel more than welcome to reach out to either myself or Daniel, and we'll find time to fit you into our busy podcasting schedule. Um, And yeah, thank you so much once again for listening to another episode of the I May Regret This podcast. Encore, once again, thank you for coming on. Craig, thanks for always being there, listening to us, recording everything we say. Daniel, um, thanks for being a brilliant co-host. Second in command. Couldn't do it without you, my wonderful sidekick. Um, 
And we will see you next time for another episode of the I May Regret This Podcast. I don't wanna see you pull up, it's a hectic scene. I don't wanna see you me and Gobi on the beat. What you mean? We gon' win. We be zooming through the cities on the west side. On the west side, yeah. Rest in peace to this beat, not trying to flex. RKO for the rest.